Yeah, yeah. What's going on, good people? This is MC Hill with Everybody's Hip Hop Label. You are tuned into the Boom Bap Chat number 61. Very excited uh, with tonight's guest. Can't wait to uh, jump into the conversation. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff, new music, teaching, hip hop, 90s, all kinds of great stuff uh, tonight. Uh, before that, make sure if you're in Cincinnati, head on over to Everybody's Records. Um, well, we got some screen sharing going on, Profound. Head on over to Everybody's Records uh, here in Cincinnati, Ohio. If you're not here locally, you can go online at everybodysrecords.com uh, and check them out. They got great musical selection, vinyl, tape, CDs, <laughs> all that stuff. So make sure you check that out. Also, they have uh, the book that I co-write uh, with Michael and Stover and Bo Brown right here, the Boom Bap Review. Our guest tonight made the first book. So we're very excited about that or second one of the books. So we'll get into that album and more. Uh, tonight's guest uh, is an MC, but more than an MC. We love having MCs on here that, that are much more than MCs. You might remember him from the group Adigio uh, way back when, the Obvious Wonder. Uh, that's the man we have tonight. He was part of the hip hop scene back then in the 90s. He um, has been a teacher uh, for over two decades plus and recently in the past few years has returned to hip hop and has been putting out some really good music, uh, a stream of really good boom bap conscious hip hop. So we're very excited to welcome, please join me in welcoming to the boom bap chat, Carter P. Peace y'all, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, man, it's good to have you here, man. Yeah, definitely, you, definitely, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure, man. Yo, one thing I, I, I appreciate about you and, um, you know, we had your guy Breeze on here, Breeze Bruin too. And we've had a few others that are educators. And whenever we have hip hop artists that are also educators, and I know a lot of hip hop artists educate through their music uh, as well as you, but even all, you know, when you're in the classroom, you know, day after day, year after year, educating, you know, just, just, just putting, you know, uh, just in there feeding young people, pouring into them, you know, that's just something that's mad respectful and just really, really uh, respect you for doing that. So much love for you for, for that. Appreciate you, bro. Thank yeah, you so man. much. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Before we get started with the conversation in the room with us tonight, as always, is Profound. Profound, how are you? Man, I'm good despite the technical difficulties over here, man. <laughs> I got to make sure y'all paying attention, man. No, it's all good. I was like, oh, wait, that hit the wrong button. I was like, oh, no, that's that's profound. No, nah, you're good. You're good. I'm just, I'm just glad there was, you know, nothing crazy on your screen. All right. Uh, right Ioma, <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> Iomas, uh, Marad is with us. What's up, Io? Yo, peace, peace. Peace to the world. Yeah, man. Good to have you. And in the background, you can't see him, but you can hear him, is Neville. Neville, what's up, man? Well, maybe he can't. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money earning, mouth burning. Yes, yes, no doubt. But he teaching and they learning. No doubt. Glad you're here. Carter P, you, you had a name change over the years. <clears throat> Why the name change? Because you were the obvious wonder with Adigio, right? Correct. And then you came back in recent years, Carter P. Why did why the, the change? Uh, well, first of all, you know, I, you know, it was during the mid '90s. I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, I was a, a, a bit more reckless at that time, <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that you know, making a resurgence back into the hip hop scene, I wanted to 
first of all, be able to talk about something that was relevant, to be able to use my platform with education and philanthropy. And then lastly, like the inspiration to come back was through my son. My son's mm-hmm. name is Carter. Okay. So, you know, I dealt with a lot of drama, you know, with family court and just, you know, that type of co-parenting nonsense that we deal with. So I used that to fuel the music and the, the new inspiration. So I renamed myself after my son and all of my projects. I put him as an executive producer on all oh, the projects. That's dope. So, so he can benefit from the royalties, you know, from here on out. So that was the reason for the name change, Carter P. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. You know, anytime we have an artist on here that, um, you know, was around in the 90s doing things back then, I'm always excited to hear those stories because, you know, that's my that's my favorite. I love hip hop now. I mean, I do the book, I, you know, I try to promote as much. Like, but that's my favorite era, you know, the, the mid 90s, especially. I just love that era. And I was listening to the um, was it Southern Southern Vanguard? I think it was. Uh, yeah, uh, dope. OK. Yeah. Shout out to those guys, man. That was a dope interview. Super dope. Yeah. I felt like it was 1996 talking to them. No doubt. No doubt. But you, you got into something that kind of, I think surprised them. And I was like, Oh snap. You talked about um, being at Uptown with Andre Harrell. Yeah. Now were you, were you working? Like, what was that like? Like, were you working for the label? Like, what was that experience like? Yeah. I was working for Uptown. Um, My ex-girlfriend at the time, um, whose name is Simone, but I named our label after her, hmm. which is called Emo. Every and Emo is an acronym. Every move organized. Okay. But anyway, she got the job up at Uptown, and she was Andre Harrell's assistant. Oh wow! And and she had overheard one day that they needed somebody to work in the mailroom, and you know she knew I was hustling music and doing whatever. So yeah. she said, why, "Why don't you apply?" So she put my resume at the top. Andre Harrell called me. He said, come interview. And I remember him walking me around uptown and he took me into his office. They had like this big mirror to like see all of New York City. And I was like, wow, I'm gonna be working here. <laughs> and <Yeah>. he was <laughs> he was like, let me show you where you're gonna be at. <laughs> <laughs> and, he put, and he put me in the mail room and he just shut the door and he said, This is where everything happens. And um you didn't see him a lot up there. I yeah. mean, because we was stuck in the mail room. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and that's how everything happened back then. You know, every, right. all the vinyl, vinyl was being pushed out. But had it not been for my ex-girlfriend at the time, I, I never would have had that opportunity. And Andre Harrell was super nice. Um, he, he would always come by at the end of the day. You know, we, we would work 10 a.m. to 7. Mm. And 7 o'clock, 6.30, roll around. He would always come by the mail room and be like, did everything go out? And I'm just like... Yeah, it's, it's going out. It's, it's packaged up. It's ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then he would be like, hey, go t- two tickets to go see TLC. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he would always bless you with, like, yeah. you know, a, a jewel. Like, oh, here goes, here goes some tickets to go see the Lost Boys or yeah. so, so for real at the studio. You want to come? Like, he, he was nice like that. And yeah. that, that was the benefit of being around at that time. That's dope. Did you, did you meet other artists that were uh, movers and shakers at that time up there? Yeah, we saw everybody up there. I mean, from Hev to I mean, mm. Big Big wasn't on Uptown, but he would up he would be up there. Right. Uh, a few times I saw him up there. Soul Pharrell, Monifa, the Lost Boys, Mr. Cheeks, nice guy. Yeah. He would always come by the mailroom and be like, "Yo, thank you." He was like, "Yo, everything is going out." I'm like, "Yeah." 
He was, he was like, yo, peace. He was like, yo, good looking. Nice guy. Um, I had a really nice experience at Uptown. That's dope. Yeah. Now, now, some people might think, well, okay, it was just a mail room, but there, there's a very, it's a very significant role, the mail room at a, at a place like that, right? Like, it was a very important job to have. Can you speak to why that was an important role? Because there was no Instagram, there was no digital platforms at the time. So, you know, everything happened with vinyl, cassettes, mm -hmm. and CDs. And um, I think I spoke about it with, you know, Southern Vanguard. Like, some radio stations didn't get the best packaging <laughs> when we would send it to them. Um, some DJs didn't get doubles. You know, at that time, you had to get doubles. If you stepped to a DJ, you didn't have doubles, you were not considered official. So, you know, sometimes, you know, some DJs would only get one copy. And then, you know, sometimes if you're, in a, you know, disrespectful or you didn't, you know, respect our craft in the mailroom, your record might not go out with cardboard. So the record gets to Tennessee or California and it's warped. Can't play it. Well, <laughs> be more respectful of who's sending out your music in the mailroom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so all of that plays you know, into a factor of treating everybody with respect. Right. From, from the, the custodian to the mailroom person to the CEO, everybody is important. Yeah. And, yeah. and that mailroom was super important at the time. Yeah, I, I find that really dope. That, you know, it has to work together. You know, everyone has importance. And I, I love that, that, that idea. And I, we won't rehash it. So if you're listening, please go listen to the Southern Vanguard. It's, it's the last session, I think. So it was very recent. Um, interview session and uh, DJ John Doe gets into a, a funny exchange with you about you know him not getting you know records when he was DJing in Kentucky which I thought that was really funny so y'all go listen to that it's a really good interview so. but that's a true story yeah I mean yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how it would go down <laughs> right right yeah no doubt so um you were doing hip-hop back then you you uh <clears throat> I think you said you were roommates with Breeze Bruin how how did y'all the two of you meet and start working together? We just met the first day on campus. Mm. I'm from Mount Vernon, Breeze is from Nourishell, New York. Um, Mount Vernon and Nourishell is like the Bloods and the Crips. Mm. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. so, so already I was like, no! <laughs> but <laughs> um, Breeze, we just made a connection organically. Um, he trained me. He was light years ahead of me. Uh, his brother, Kevin, was um, light years ahead of all of us. And um, it was God's work to put me in his presence. And, um, you know, at the time, they had a following breeze, was, you know, doing stretching barbito freestyles and all of that, and going to these big studios. And, you know, I would just tag along with them, and they embraced me. And we'd be in the studio, we'd see Common, see Lauren Hill, we'd see... You know, um, anybody, you name it, we saw them because they was in the big studios. And um, I was just learning, you know, I was just trying to develop my craft and I was trying to be like them. And um, they was training me and yeah. they embraced me. And even their sister, Queen Heroin, mm. it, it was a real organic um, vibe. And it started with us living together. Right. And to this day, I'm super appreciative to the Smith family. You know, I, I call Breeze, but his, his name is Paul. I mean, the whole family embraced me with open arms from day one. They're like the hip hop family, like the first hip hop family, you know? And, and independent hip hop, they're the first family, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, right. It. 
Yeah, definitely. And like you had, um, you were on that album re-release by the Juggernauts. And there was something in there that says something, um, Big Cousin. It like lists you as like, um, I think an alias you had. And for whatever reason, I read that in there way back when. And I always, in my mind, I associated you as uh, Breeze's cousin. So I always thought you were Breeze's cousin. But you're just friends, right? I mean, we family. Family, yeah, okay. I can't say, yeah, yeah. yeah, we family. But, you know, like I said, <laughs> they used to always call me cousin. You know, that's a mouth learning term. What up, cousin? Right, right, right. And, I, and, I, and I'm tall. I was taller than everybody. So it was, Breeze was like, yo, what up? That's big cousin. <laughs> and right, it just right. stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. So, yeah. What did you most appreciate about that era um, back then when you were working, you know, um, at Uptown, meeting Breeze in the studio, learning stuff? What, what, what do you take from that experience as like the most meaningful as you look back? Just being humble, um, understanding that it's a blessing to even do this music. Um, one of the first people I met was DJ Eclipse. Mm. Um, I, I worked at Palace Records with Al Lindstrom. Um, before I went to Uptown, that was my first job. And um, I remember just working in the middle of my palace records and Al Lindstrom being so humble, mm. working working so hard. And it probably was like my first week on the job. He said, let's let's go meet my friend. Hi, let's go meet my friend Eclipse. I don't know who this is. Right. But, <laughs> you know, we, I met Eclipse and he, the same way he is now is the same way he was back then. Oh, humble. Wow. Yeah. Hard work, hard working, um, no ego, and just about the music. And yeah. um, that's what I really like miss and appreciate uh, appreciate about the hip hop people from that era. Mm. We, it was so hard to get your yeah. music played. It was so hard to make a connection. Yeah. Like I never knew he was going to be what he was or Al right. Lindstrom was going to be what he was or Breeze. Like, it was just organic. We were just yeah. doing the music, having fun. So I don't think that's today how you see it because everybody has that instant gratification with the platforms. Yeah. Everybody's supposed to be relevant right away. And right. you post it on YouTube, you think you're hot. Mm -mm. Yeah. You had to really pay your dues and grind. And I, and I like that. I, I yeah. like paying my dues and grinding and making organic relationships. So that's yeah. what I miss. Yeah, that's dope. I love that. I love that. Before we head into uh, your, your teaching, um, Profound, Iomas, Neville, any thoughts or questions that have surfaced for you? Uh, one thing I wanted to ask is um, what benefit do you see? Uh, uh, and this might be a general, uh, obvious question, but what benefits do you see as being an educator um, and, and being an MC? Like, mm. do you do you feel that being an educator, like, like you are a stronger MC now than you were back in the 90s? Mm -hmm. Definitely. I feel as though I'm able to take relevant topics and put them into my music and explain it, not just, you know, from a classroom standpoint, but from, you know, like an MC musical standpoint. And if you think about, you know, my project in my silence right now, I have a couple of records that speak about that. Um, mm -hmm. and, and just using, you know, you know, newsworthy topics and or stuff that affects us as black men, you know, and, and making it and making it relevant in hip hop. Because you know, you got you got so many people that talk about hip hop and education, and that's a platform that people try and use, but you got people that's using that platform and never you did the work. They have no albums, 
They have no, they have no um, singles. They have no body of work. They just talking about hip hop and education. Breeze, myself, that we're all teachers. You know, I'm an administrator now, but we're all in education right. for, for two decades plus. So I, I think that platform is relevant, and I think it's very important that we use our platform and our voice to continue the, the legacy of hip hop. Agreed. Yeah, that's dope. Cool. I think one of the questions that I had, I just recently watched a, um, an interview with Razzcast, and they yeah. was basically asking him about the black intellect um, mm. and how that relates to hip hop. So like my question to you is, and he was saying how the black intellect has been, uh, it's not as prevalent as it once was like in the nineties. So the question I have is like, what do you think that we need to do as artists collectively um, to bring that back? You know what I'm saying? Like that black intellectual standpoint of you know perspective on doing music so yeah i think con continuing to to spoon feed it per se to the audience because it may be too much at one point because i mean let's admit these people now in hip-hop our audience their attention span is, is very low hmm. so <laughs> you gotta find your spots to spoon feed your message and i think if you do that over a consistent amount of time and I'm talking about years, yeah. because you think you can put out albums every year now. It's, it's easier you know, on the platforms, but each album having a message that's going to be uh, relevant and going to resonate over the years. So you got to spoon feed them. You can't give them to them all at once. Mm. Thank you. That's yeah, really, that's great. That's dope. Yeah, uh, Neville, anything on your end so far? I'm not sure if we're going to get into where it comes from, but is that okay? Can I ask a question on that? Into the what? I'm sorry. Where he comes from? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Or, or we're going to talk about that more. Yep, no, no, jump into that. That's just want to know, like, what what the hip-hop scene was like, you know, burning coming up for you. Because I know you say 90s, so I'm thinking yeah. mid-late 80s up until, like, mid-90s. So you, you make a move, you make a pilgrimage. But what's that decade like for you, 85 to 95? I mean, at that time, Mount Vernon was was on the map. Hev just came mm -hmm. out, you know, uh, he rock, doing his thing on, on the low. He was on BLS. Um, you know, you had Jeff Red, you had Albie Shaw coming up. On the backs of the legacy of like Dick Clark and all of that, Denzel who was coming up. And then you think about the sports, like, you know, we have multiple guys who was in the NBA. So Mount Vernon was hot, mm. but you know, you could go anywhere in Mount Vernon and bump into Will Smith. You might see Nas at a cookout. You might see Hev, you know, with, you know, Teddy Riley. <laughs> mm. You know, it, it, like Mount Vernon, you know, you just ride around, you just see anybody. So, you know, being from Mount Vernon, you're not really starstruck because if you grew up mm. from Mount Vernon in Mount Vernon and you really like lived here, like you've seen all this before. So it's just like business as usual. It was just a great time to be from Mount Vernon. And, uh, you know, when Hev came out with that joint, you know, money earning Mount Vernon put the town on the map yeah. every day. <laughs> you know, like we all had that pride. <laughs> so Mount Vernon is a beautiful place and it still is. You can still ride around Mount Vernon and bump into Denzel or, you know, not as often, but you know, you, you see people out here. Yeah. I, well, I have one more question too regarding that. Cause you said New Rochelle, you talked about New Rochelle, Breeze being from there. 
what's what was like the new Rochelle? I know it's so close to the touches in the Bronx. What was like that hip hop scene? Because I know brand new beans up there. What's that hip hop scene like compared to the BS? It was dope. I mean, you had Brand Nubian, you know, at the time. And, you know, C I think CL and Pooba are cousins or, you know, family. I, really? I think, yeah, they somehow they related. But, you know, it was all love, you know. But you had a group of people at that time where, you know, Mount Vernon and Rochelle, we, we did not get along. Mm. Um, you think about certain basketball games, rivalry games, you know, kids getting shot. Um mm. One of our legends from Mount Vernon, 2-5. Um, I speak about him on In My Silence a little bit. But, you know, he was killed in the Rochelle doing a party in 2005. Mm -hmm. And um, that kind of put a bad taste on the whole rivalry again. Yeah. Because it went from words to actually somebody dying. So um, it's good now. It's, it's not as bad, but there was bad blood always between Mount Vernon and the Rochelle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but it, it's not like that anymore per se. But it was bad. Yeah. Was. Where, where are the young guns from? They're from, <laughs> you know, your homework. <laughs> they, they, they're from Mount Vernon. YGs, young guns. YGs, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Kenny and Tom guess. Yeah, they from they from Mount yeah. Vernon. Thanks. Yeah. No more questions for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Devil. <laughs> So what, what got you into teaching? I ran out of money in 2000, I mean, in 19, what was it, 95? <laughs> I was in, I was in, well, I was in Long Beach, California. I was living with my cousin. He went to Long Beach State. He played basketball. Mm -hmm. And um, I was shopping my demos and everybody was saying no. And um, I was out there for like three months. And um, I ran out of money. I came back home and... Um, my mom said, yo, what are you going to do? And, um, she said, this application came from Fordham University. Um, they'll give you a scholarship. All you have to do is write an essay. I was like, write an essay? That's it? Oh, wow. I'm like, I write rhymes, write an essay. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote an essay. I went down and I met with them. And they was like, wow, this is phenomenal. Are you interested in teaching? And I was like, yeah. They said, yo, come to you start next Monday. Wow. Um, yeah, a true story. So I went, you know. I took it seriously. I always loved kids and I always loved mm -hmm. my community and, and yeah. the idea of philanthropy. And um, I went from that and, you know, I, I, I've been a, a, an administrator now for the last 15 years. I'm a principal mm -hmm. now. Oh, word. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. So um, 25 years, September, it will be. So yeah. Congrats, been, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. It's been a blessing just to yeah. be able to work with kids and change lives. Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. Is it in Mount Vernon? The school? Wow, that's dope, man. That's super dope. Man, okay, I got to I know how many of them, how many of your students want to battle? How I, I know they come. <laughs> I know they come. I know they come at you. They have. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, put your, I say, put your money up. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not rhyming for free no more. I, I got, I got a job. <laughs> You want a battle? All right, put some money up. <laughs> Yo, what, what? Hey, that's dope. What? What? Uh, age group uh, is the school? Is it elementary, high school? It's, it's K to eight. K to eight. Oh, that's even oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it really so, can rhyme there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's it's some it's some talent in there. So I, you know, I yeah. heard a few. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Put your money in lunch money. You taking their lunch money. <laughs> Damn. But you're feeding them lunch too, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you gotta put your you gotta put your money up. We ain't riding <laughs> for free. <laughs> yeah, so so kids kids today in that age group, because I do a lot of work in schools and uh, I.O. Moss is an educator. So like kids today coming up, you know, the hip hop that they know, generally speaking, is, is you know much different than the yeah. hip hop that we knew coming up. So when when kids at your school, uh, have they heard your music? Do they talk about your music? They, what, what's their you know response to your music? They like it. They, yeah. they, they say it has a golden era feel. Um, this time around too, I was more conscious about making music that had radio edits. Um, I didn't, you know, I had a lot of parents that are like our age Mm-hmm. I, I grew up in that era. The music is dope. Why didn't you do radio edits? Yeah. And I was like, mm. and and I made a conscious effort to do that this time around because yeah. you broaden your your scope of people you can you you can yep. reach, uh, as opposed to keeping it underground. I get all that. Yeah. But we're in a different you know lane right now, so I, I was conscious of, of that this time around. Um. I, I've had nothing but great responses from my parents and my kids. Um, no, oh, nothing. Yeah, it's, it's been all love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just to I go love so it. when you say like the language, you're talking about like yeah. profanity, right? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. So yeah, like, I do. I do curse. I make references uh, that that may be inappropriate, but that's hip hop. So yeah. like, you can't knock Denzel for playing a, 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 a dirty cop on Training Day, but yeah, he played Malcolm X. So like, right. <laughs> you know, it, it's entertainment. It, it's his yeah. skill set. But you know, you, there, there is a, a a lane for you to like cater it for everybody. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah, but so like, so I'm thinking like in the legacy of Heavy D, who didn't really right. curse, you know what I mean? Like, wh- what would you say to an artist that's coming up that want to stay true to hip hop, but don't necessarily want to use profanity? You know what I mean? Like, cause I, in my, I feel like profanity kind of like limits. It can limit. I don't want to say it limits. It can limit the creativity. Of an image because you feel like you gotta lean on that all the time. You know what I mean? And the reason why I say that when I first started writing rhymes, my mom saw one of my rhymes. And she's yeah. like, What you saying is good, but you cursing, like what why you gotta curse? And I'm like, yo, that's hip hop, blah blah blah. And my mom was like, Well, intelligent people don't have to curse to get their point across. You know what I mean? So that's what made me start looking at more like heavy D and looking at other artists who didn't like Rakim, because Rakim didn't really use a lot of profanity. So what would you say to like a young guy, a young artist that's trying to come up and was like, well, I feel like the pressure, how, you know, how the culture is, it's, it's, it promote that you have to do do it that way. But what if a young person want to go the other way? What would, what would you tell them? I know that's a long <laughs> setup for the question, so I'm yeah. sorry, sorry for that. No, 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 it's a great, I don't agree with that. I'd say do your art, do your craft, However it comes out, it comes out. But now you have ways to like edit your music. So you can have a clean version. You can have a dirty version. You can have radio version. There are options. So I say I say, just speak your mind. Just do yeah. what you do. I mean, because you can't put shackles on somebody's creativity. 
because you're not going you're not going to get the best out of them. <laughs> right. And I think it also depends. You know, it, it really depends on the artist and what's in them. You know, yeah. and and what they're. You know, I've I've like Method Man, for example. He challenged himself. I don't know if y'all noticed. He didn't cuss for like. I don't know, several years in any of his songs, features, whatever. And he, he did it as a challenge to himself, you know? So it's just like, you know, what you want to do, what's inside you. You might be someone that cusses a lot, doesn't cuss a lot, you know? I just got tired of editing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah. to be honest with you, I got tired of doing two and three different versions of songs. Right, yeah. It was just like, I would if I would write a song and then just start going through and taking stuff, unnecessary stuff out. Because like, man, I don't feel like editing that. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. Yeah. And the, the reason why I give you context, the reason why I said I've been having these conversations, not with like artists, but other people within like black studies. And they're saying like mm -hmm. profanity is the language of the colonizer. You know what I mean? Like we didn't really necessarily use that language. So why are we, you know what I mean? So that's that's where that that's where the context mm. of the question comes from. It's like hmm. why use the language of the colonizer? When we can, when that wasn't our language from the get go, you know what I mean. So that's 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 the context of the question. So yeah, that, that part is. That's true, a great right? answer though. That's a great yeah. answer though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you yeah don't it's wanna... a great question. Yeah. It's a great question. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think you should shackle the creativity. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree with that. I and agree. I keep using the analogy of Denzel. Like he played Malcolm X, but then he played yeah. a dirty cop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like right. total opposite. Yeah. Right. But he's still still a great actor, and you're still able to look at through a lens of entertainment. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Yeah, and and I that's a real fascinating conversation about the the language of the oppressor, and at what at what point does something that was used to oppress become something that empowers the oppressed? You know what I mean? And I don't I don't I don't know yeah. what the answer is, and maybe it changes you know from person to person, group to group. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. A no. Absolutely. A, a tribe called Quest, one of their best songs. Hey, sucker. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. You know, I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, yeah. what are we talking about? <laughs> right. Yeah. KZ ain't no. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. So, like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. NWA after police. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. For so, sure. I don't know. Yeah, what, what do we what do, what do we know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think that I mean, it's is I think that's a good attitude to have. Like you voice you voice your your thoughts, your you know what you think, and then but at the end of the day, it's like having that humility to say, well, you know, maybe I'm wrong, you know, maybe you're right, you know. I think that humility is important. But if you're in hip hop and you're telling stories, right, and you're mm -hmm. telling you know real stories, you know, like some some parts of it are gonna be dirty. So, and right. so, I mean, it's not going to be believable if you, you know, leave certain parts out. Right. And some parts may have profanity. Mob Deep, we love that album, right? <laughs> we, we love the infamous, right? right? But they told some real grimy stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know, does it mean like they're bad people? Right, no. right. It doesn't mean that. They just yeah. told their story through their lens. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how we got to take it. Yeah, but definitely. I, I definitely commend you for like heeding, you know, what the parents ask you to do. Cause most artists would be like, no, nah, I ain't doing no edits, but respect to you for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That you listen to, you know, the parents or, you know, other people who gave you that, you know, that suggestion and you, and you took heed to it. So man, salute, salute for that. For real. I appreciate that. Thank you. 
Yeah, I personally appreciate that on the new joint because like I have little kids running around, my wife and, you know, she has she had like certain words being said and I'm like, all right, it's cool. So now I can play this joint as loud as I want. So I personally oh, wow. appreciate it. Yeah. So do you find that sometimes offensive, like when you're trying to review albums and there's no radio edits? No. So for me personally, I, I have a pretty extreme view on profanity. I feel like a word is a word. You know, right. it, it okay. doesn't it doesn't offend me at all. You know, I feel like there's there's some there's some lyrics in songs where it's like, man, that, that feels like that's going to offend a, an entire group of people using certain words or there might be an idea that I'm like, ah, I'm not really cool with that. But as far as just profanity itself, just the word, I'm fine. Now, my wife and she, my wife's pretty cool, too. But, you know, our youngest is six. And so, like. If the F bomb is bitten, it's funny because my son, he'll tell me, he'll be like, Daddy, I rapper said the F word. But I think it's it's a it's a you know, it's a teachable moment, you know, because I'm like, all right, oh, that's yeah. that's a word that this person chooses to use. Do we choose to use that word at home? No, daddy. You know, so it's like a, it's a teachable moment. And it's like, but do we judge people for you know deciding what words they use? Like, no, we don't judge them. Like Right, exactly. So it's a teachable moment. So I don't care. It's fine with me. But it is nice to have those edits, you know, depending on who I'm around, who's in the room, and I can just play it freely, you know, and not have to worry about like, oh, shoot, I, I forgot you didn't like that. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. So uh, so speaking of music, your new album, um, I want to rewind just a few years. You, you, you came back, you were teaching, became the principal. And then something happened and you start making the music again. What was that something that happened to spark you to make music again? It was DJ Parental from France, mm. um, who I did a beautiful mess with. Um, 2017, he was you know, sending me beats. And um, I was just like, why is he sending me these beats? <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not doing nothing. And um, I was in California one day. I was in Santa Monica and I was walking on the beach. You know? My phone went off and I was like, it was an email and it was from him. And mm. it was a beat, it was a beat folder, a we transfer. I said, let me listen to this joint one more time, man. Let me see what's going on here. And that was an album. I was in that folder. Beautiful oh, wow. mess. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, the majority of it. It was about yeah. eight, seven, eight joints. And um, I swear, I sat there right there in Santa Monica on the beach. I wrote like six songs. Oh wow. And, and I looked up and, and I really, I was like, I think God is really giving me one more chance to do it like on a different level, through a different name, yeah. through a different lens, a different concept. And I said, I'm, I'm going to run with this. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's a true story. And I came back to New York and I've been recording ever since. Yeah, man, that I, I find that so inspiring that you, it was, you know, it was a long time since you were recorded and now it's just like you're on fire again and uh w dj parental like did, did you know him like how was he just sending just a random person beats like how what was that relationship like the real fans for hip-hop are in europe right <laughs> that's, <laughs> what, <laughs> that's so where he, all the real fans did he, <laughs> he was know a fan. you he was a fan back from adigio yeah he had everything oh and, wow um, that's he dope. wanted he wanted to do uh, an, like an Adigio, you know, reunion album, uh, yeah. a new album. And um, no disrespect to my partner, Rain Supreme. I love him. But um, I said, yo, this guy from France sent me some joints. Let's, 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 let's do something. And he was like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. I was like, did you hear what I played you? 
<laughs> he right. was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, well, I'm going to do my own thing. I said, all right. I was in California. And then I said, you know what? Let me listen to this one more time. Mm. I looked up at the sky and, and the words was coming out. I was, yeah. just, I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> so he, he, he was a fan already. So he came organically as a fan. And he came organically trying to work. Yeah. No, no money. I, right. Nothing, n- none of that. And, you know, during our process, I went back and forth to France like seven times. Oh, wow. Yeah, from like 2018 to like 2019. Mixing the album, vibing with his family, meeting his team, just walking around France, like yeah. in Paris. Like, that's why the, the music sound, sounds how it does. It was a brotherhood. It was yeah. a friendship. It, it was a real organic process. Right, so right. had it not been for him, we probably wouldn't be talking right now. Yeah. Yo, that's dope. And it also, I just want to put the plug out there for MCs coming up and trying to find their way. I've often counseled rappers to say, look, look into becoming a teacher because mm-hmm. one, you're giving back to your community in a really, really dope way. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's other ways to do it, but like day in and day out, feeding into young people is so dope. But the other thing is you, you get some summer, some time in the summer, you get some other long breaks because I was in education for a while. And I was able to tour and do do things because I had those long breaks, you know, and you were just talking about like going over there overseas, like you have that opportunity where you may not have that. And then, you know, nine to five, that's like, you know, just around the clock all year round, you know, so if you're a rapper out there trying to figure it out, teaching is not a, a bad route as you also pursue your rap career. So a little plug there. There's um, a few other dope MCs that's teaching. Yeah. Think, yeah. Word, Wordsworth. Wordsworth. Right? Yep. Jay Lyon. John Jay Love is an educator. Well, he was an educator. He's doing music full time, but he he was an educator for a long time. I believe John Robinson. John at Robinson. At one point, if not now. Um, uh, Jay Rawls. Jay Rawls was doing Jay some Rawls stuff, is, but now he's a professor at Ohio State now. Oh wow! And they that's, got a hip hop. They got a hip hop program that he's like shaped and yeah. You know what I mean, he doing his thing. Jay and, Rawls. Uh, I yeah. didn't know that. And Pete wow. Rock's uh, little brother, Grab Lover, is an educator. In Maryland, Rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bree yeah. yeah. Breeze is an English Breeze. teacher. I can't Breeze. forget Breeze. And uh, Queen Heroin. She said yes. all of them are educators. The and, other brother, too. And, 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 and Kev. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't realize he was educated. Yeah. Oh. All of them. yeah. That whole family. Yeah. yeah. Man. Wow. Love that family. Yeah, John. so John Robinson and um, uh, Jay Rawls, they did a book. Yeah, a, a book together. I forget the name of it, but it's Youth Culture Power. Youth Culture Power. They did a book and uh, an album with it, and it was yeah. it was for educators to help. Uh, oh, really? Kind of help edu- engagement. Yeah, yeah help Human educators. Engagement. Yeah, engage their yeah. students. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty and dope. Chris Emden, uh, uh, Chris Emden, you know, he uh, co-signed it. He actually wrote the introduction of the no book. No word. So anybody wow. in education know who Chris Endem is. You know what I mean? It, yeah, so. Do either of y'all know of, a, like, is there, like, a group of, like, teachers who are also, you know, hip-hop artists or, like, deeply in hip-hop culture? Is there some sort of group out there? That would be dope. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, that would be dope. Yeah. It needs to be. Yeah. yeah it does. Maybe we'll try to set it off and do a... a 
a Thursday night interview where we just get all the teachers together and that'd be dope conversation oh, yeah. and highlight like Robin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd yeah. Yeah. I'll work on that. that I, I think that would be really dope. Cause there's a lot in I, I, Omos, I think you've talked about this before mm-hmm. and, and I experienced it in the classroom. There, there's something about like being an MC yeah. that when you're able to the master the, the crowd, and you can take that into the classroom, mm-hmm. you know, that essence of like controlling the audit control, not controlling kids, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. moving the kids, inspiring them in a way that, you know, an MC can do. So yeah. Dope. dope. Yeah, I love how Bre- Breeze Bruin, when he was on, he talked about the hip hop mind, how the hip hop mind mm-hmm. sees the classroom different than an average teacher. Like right. an average teacher just sees chairs, chalkboard, yeah. blah, blah, blah. but the MC, I mean, Somebody that's in hip hop culture, they see the classroom totally different. Do you think that's, do you agree with that? Absolutely. Like, you know, you know, like I said, I'm a principal now. So I get teachers talking to me all the time about kids who can't do this, who can't do that. Uh, especially when it comes to like assessments and tests. Mm. I'm like, well, let them take it over again. Just like if you did a song and you, and you didn't like the verse, what would you do? You do it over again. Do it over again, yeah. <laughs> right. So, and so if, it's, if this is something that's going to be final, and this, this is how you're going to measure this young man, let him do it over again. So yeah. you're going to measure me as an MC. I don't like this verse. Do it over. Yeah. Same thing. So that's how I look at it. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm like, each kid that's in front of you, they have, they have genius ability. Because you know, you, you hear some of these hip hop stories from like you know Kendrick to even Game. You know, he he was married to a teacher. Mm. His wife, his former wife, excuse me, I think she was at a, a long time educated in, in LA. Like these these are smart people that that understand what that right. lens looks like as far as you know giving back and what kids need. So Dope. you know, you, you gotta be tapped in, you gotta be yeah. tuned into your kids. Carter P, I just thought about something. Um, I had a question about you being a principal. So I'm sure in, in your field, you come in contact, you have other colleagues that are principals as well, right? Um, is your level of discipline different being that you a hip hop head and a principal? And I'm just, you know, I'm just wondering. It is. Um, I, I, I do not like suspending kids at all. Mm. I don't care what it is. I'm gonna find a way to, you know, sugarcoat it to keep this young man or a young lady in school. Um, but you know, I understand there's an old way of thinking, like an old way of hip hop, and there's a new way of thinking. There's a new wave of hip hop. You kind of gotta merge the two. Right. And that's that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. I, I can see the old way from the '90s, but I can see the new way now, in 2021. So I try to look at everybody in that lens. Hmm. Not just from the kids, but from the from the, the staff, um, parents I deal with. You know, everybody is you know deserve their own lens of of um, humility and just you know being able to like give them the benefit of the doubt. Can can you? I love that. Can you speak a little bit more to that old way and new way and how it relates to discipline and in, in well, school? Well, the, the old way where you know if a kid curse at a teacher, it's like oh I want him out of my classroom. Well, why did he curse at you? Maybe he doesn't understand you. Maybe you have an accent that, you know, he doesn't understand. Mm. You know, maybe, maybe the vibe is off. You know, yeah. how, many t- how many times have you called home? Do you know his mother? Do you know that he's taking care of three kids at home? Yeah. Do you know he was up at two o'clock in the morning trying to like hold down the household? He didn't get to eat. 
and he came late. He didn't get to do his homework because he was taking care of his little brother. You know, his mom is on crack. <laughs> right. You know, he's watching three kids. Like, so have some level of empathy. Yeah. And, and understanding as far as what these kids are dealing with. It's not like how we grew up. Yeah. So I try to always put that conversation back on an educator. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea, empathy. That's super dope. Super yeah. dope. It's, it's, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Eric. Go ahead, too. I was no, just saying. Good. I was just gonna say that's that's lacking in education today, the empathy piece. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I think, I, I think it's gotten a lot better. You know, since you know the George Floyd incident. Mm. Um, it's gotten a lot better since the Black Lives Movement incident. In Black Lives Movement, excuse me. Um, there's there's more of an awareness on the Black family. Things that we deal with as as black men, particularly because I mean, you know, there's a few black men on this call. No disrespect, but like you know, we 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 deal with challenges a little bit differently than you would. You know, right. just stepping out the house. You know, like <laughs> I've been pulled over by the police with a shirt and tie on, and you know, an officer has asked me if the car is stolen. <laughs> With my son in the car, I speak about that on the record. Tamika, yeah, yeah. in my silence, mm-hmm. you know that's a true story. You know, he asked me if the car was stolen. I had a shirt and tie on, and I had my school ID on, and he said, "Don't lie to me and use the N word." Wow, <laughs> true story. <laughs> With my son in the back seat. This is so, in New York. This was in Tuckahoe, New York. <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh, Tuckahoe. <laughs> yeah, good old upstate. Yeah, and it, yeah. You know, just for listeners that might, you know, be like, whoa, that happened today. Like, that's today. That's not like 100 years ago, 50 years ago, you know. No, it, it happened. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. happening. So, yeah. you know, but, you know, that officer who pulled me over, he needs help. He needs healing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he, he was, he was, um, you know, introduced to an old way of thinking. Right. And, and fortunately for, you know, myself, you know, I was raised differently, not to you know, react a certain type of way. Right. But put it into my music, like I said on the record, Tamika, I spoke about that. Yeah. And, and, you know, Tamika Mallory let me, you know, use her voice and <laughs> she co-signed it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we was able to get that message out, but it's still happening. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Tamika Mallory, Joe. I still play that speech that she said in Minnesota. To start kick off my day, bro. She went <laughs> in, bro. Is she from Mount, is she from Mount Vernon? She's from the Bronx. Nah, um, okay. Yeah, to me, I, I I did the record and I had a voice all on there. <laughs> and, um, I almost didn't put it on in my silence, and um, you know, I saw her at an event, and um, you know, we was talking about it. I was like, I need to talk to you. <laughs> I used your voice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, and she was like, nah, it's dope. You good. I was like, you sure? She was like, yeah, you good. I was like, all right, good. I said, well, I was going to use it anyway, but. <laughs> you got to keep the hip hop. I was going to use it anyway, but you know I just wanted to make sure you was right. good. <laughs> exactly. I did the same thing for a verse for, uh, for a verse for Profound, for his song. Right. I had that speech that she did in Minnesota chopped into my verse, bro. Like, oh, you did? Yeah, she's oh, one of my dope. heroes, bro. Wow. Like, yeah, she, yeah. She a hero, bro, for real, man. Yo, can you can't. She's phenomenal. Great person. Yeah, I was going to say, Carter P, can you, can you just say her name again and um, just tell people that don't know about her who she is? 
Tamika Mallory, she's an activist from New York City, from the Bronx, New York. She has her own organization, Until Freedom. Mm. Her and Mike, Mike Son, who's also a phenomenal oh, MC. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they do a, a tremendous amount of work for not just the Black community, but just for all communities, you know, throughout the United States. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can check her page, you can check her work, just Google her name. Um, she's the real deal. Yeah. And, um, you know, shout out to her and her whole organization. Dope. dope, dope. And speaking of being an activist, you said something on the Vanguard um, interview, Southern Vanguard, that really stuck out to me. And I know I Moss will appreciate this. You, you were talking about, uh, I think this is in the context of your new album, In My Silence. You said, if we are this age and we're not going to talk about the political social awareness of what's going on in hip hop using our voice, like, what am I doing? I love that. I love that quote. And, um, you know, like... If, each individual obviously has to be themselves, you know, but I, I and I, I know I like this, like, I love when hip hop <laughs> artists use their voice in their platform, not just to make good music and to entertain, but to use it for a purpose, you know, to challenge status quo and, you know, to challenge what's going on. And um, I really appreciate that quote. And why is that important to you, you know, to use your music in that way? Because a lot of times I was shy about using my platform. Mm. I didn't know I had such a, a, a wide range of a platform that people wanted to hear what I was thinking. So that's why I labeled the, the project in my silence. I was silent about a lot of these issues for a mm. long time. And, you know, like I said, once again, back to the Tamika record, you know, I spoke about police violence. It happened to me and I never spoke about it. Yeah. But I, I used that platform to talk about it. The, the, you know, President, um, well, I don't know if you want to call him President, but uh, Donald Trump, you know, Breeze and I did a record. Agent 45. 45. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what call it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you know, his issues, like, I was so quiet about that for a long time. And Breeze mm -hmm. and I, we did a record about that. And then even just about one of my best friends, um, you know, I spoke about it on a record called Dana. Just sometimes you'll have issues amongst best friends that's never spoken about. Mm -hmm. So you walking around mad, I'm walking around mad, but we don't know why we mad. And if we're both mad, let's talk about it and get over it because we grown men and life is short. So, right. you know, I, I, I talked about all of that and, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to leave no stone unturned. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. And you didn't. You you um also <laughs> you also have a song on there. I, I think I think it's the Pritchetts. Hey, talk about your family. Is that the song? Did I get that? Yeah, one? I was talking. I was talking about my mom. Yeah. Mom, yeah, your mom. What did your mom think about that song? How did she react to it when you played she, it for her? She loved it. I played it for her on Mother's Day. And, oh, um, nice. My mom never used to let us listen to hip hop in the house. Oh, really? Know, and, I don't know. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was all the classics, especially on Saturday, Saturday mornings, you know, mm -hmm. clean it up. <laughs> but, um, you know, one day I remember I, I came home from school. Um, that must have been like 94, 95. And um, I heard her listening to Biggie. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, where, 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 where you get this from? <laughs> so that always stuck with me. So that's why I said I never knew you listen to hip hop, mom. 
Because as a kid growing up, you listen right. to R&B songs. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. Me and, J, me and Jay doing chores, Marvin blasting through the house. Right. Jay, Jay cleaning the mirrors, I'm saying, change under the couch. Like, you yeah. know, I, I, I never knew she listened to it. But she embraced it. And um, she helped my career, too. She, she helped finance um, a lot of the demos back in the day. She helped, you know, give me money for my equipment. Mm. Back in there, yeah. So that's dope. She was she was doing song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So something else I, I heard you talk about was uh, like you didn't want to pick a single um, for this album, and I really like what you were talking about um, with that idea. Um, is there like I, I would assume your preference then is for people to like sit down and listen to this album, like from start to finish and in this day and age a lot of people don't do that they just listen to one track here one track there but you're really trying to force people not force but you're really trying to invite people to sit down and listen to the entire project if someone does that if they sit down and listen to the entire in my silence project what do you think they're going to walk away with <clears throat> smart guy um it's very introspective mm. he's been through some stuff <laughs> um, he's being very honest, transparent, mm. and he's been around hip hop for a long time. That's what they're gonna take away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope, dope, dope. And and you also talk about like, um, you, you know, like the 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 person that would probably gravitate to this album is probably someone from that you know the era '90s era, um, someone you know similar to our age. Uh, do you think younger people, you know, kids, the teacher, whatever, do you think younger people can sit down and listen to this album and also appreciate it? This is an album that's going to marinate over time. Mm. Um, so you as a 17-year-old high school junior may not get all the concepts. Yeah. And that's cool because I know when I heard Elmatic the first time, I didn't get everything. Mm. Right. <laughs> but when I heard Reasonable Doubt the first time, I didn't get everything. I wasn't out there hustling in the streets. Right. I didn't get everything. So the great albums, you gotta constantly go back and listen to, and, right. and, and and let it marinate. And you're not supposed to get it the first time. Yeah. You're not. You're not right. The college right. dropout, um, graduation, late registration by Kanye is three three best albums to me. Yeah. I'm still going back. Like, wow, Kanye was a real genius. Like, mm. what happened to him? <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect Kanye but you're right <laughs> but you're supposed to go back and constantly listen so I hope you know over time the younger audience will go back and listen to In My yeah. Silence and understand where I was at at yeah. that time in my life yeah Yo, I, lo I love that I love that about music and about your intent on this music it's not something to just like listen to it this year and, and toss it out but to come back again and again I, I think that's super dope um, before we move on to the next thing, Neville, uh, Iomas, Profound, what's on, on your minds? Anything that uh, has stirred up in you that you want to ask about or comment on? I just want to make a comment, man. Cardi, yeah, Carter, you, you, <laughs> I add you to my favorite uh, principal, man. I don't know if you know Gabriel <laughs> Asheru Ben. Uh, Asheru from yeah, Blue Asheru, Black? Asheru. Yeah, you know oh, he's the oh. principal of a school in D.C. Oh, word. Uh, the, oh, the theme song for the Boondocks. 
So he's a principal too. So y'all may want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, I don't, hey, I don't know him. This. Yeah, Make he the wrote. Yeah, he. I don't, I don't know him either. I want to, I want to. Oh. <laughs> you said, but he wrote a uh, hip. He wrote a, a literacy, a, 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 a literacy curriculum called Help. You know what I mean? Mm. He's an administrator of a school in uh, D.C. right now. So, yeah, and he's a dope MC. What's his name again? Gabriel Gabriel Asheru Ben. So I'll put it in the chat. Io, is that Asheru that did Blue Black? Black? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. So Ash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Asheru and Blue Black put out. Well, two albums really, but they put out one album. I forget the name of it, but it's really it's good. Called the Unspoken Heard, right? The Unspoken Heard, yes. And the mm-hmm. album cover is based off of my one of my favorite Elijah. What's the uh, the uh, the school uh, the children books? Elijah. I got it upstairs. I can't remember, but that the their album cover is based off a book for a children's book. No the way dope. they designed the album cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Carter dope. P, I, I think you would yeah, like that album. Yeah, you would. A lot. You would. I, I wrote it down. He said I got my pen. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in the chat too. That's his name, Gabriel Ashru Ben. Dope. Yeah, I, I see it. That. I see it. Yeah. Yo, Io, I'm gonna reach out. We're gonna try to get him on. Man, we gotta love get to him. talk to him. Because he started yeah. an organization called Guerrilla Arts, where okay. he work with young people and they dope. do these big events where young people like rhyme and MC. They get to handle, you know all the elements, you know, DJ, MC, graph, all that. So it's like guerrilla arts, they go within the school, they look at schools like enemy territory and they using guerrilla warfare, like guerrilla warfare, but through the arts to make change. So yeah, you that'll be a dope connect for you, bro. Yeah. Carter. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm on on that. I appreciate that. Thank you for that, Io. Uh, Neville or Profound, anything else? No, I'm good, bro. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, well listen, Carter P, uh, there is something that we do with all our guests. Uh, it is typically is the most challenging thing they ever do in their lives. It's called One Word, where I will I will show you an album cover. I'll name the album for our podcast listeners. And you, <laughs> in one word or less, you have to uh, tell us what you think about the album. All right. Okay. Are you oh. okay? Party people in the house. I'm, I'm nervous about this one right here. <laughs> in this portion of the show, we'll show an assortment of hip hop albums and challenge our guests to describe them in one word or less. Do you accept the challenge? Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. We got another yes. yes. We got it. Okay. All right. Here we go. We're going to fly through these. This is. Do you want more um, by the um, roots? Classic album. Yeah. Think what was that? 94, 96. I think the, my best, my favorite album. I mean, my favorite song off that joint probably is uh, Silent Treatment. Yeah, that's a dope joint. That's a dope joint. Yeah. All right. But you failed the test because it's one word. All right. Next one. Oh, I'm sorry. My fault. <laughs> my fault. No, you're good. You're good. We'll give you, we'll give you plenty of time. Hey, to, uh, he yourself. gets to take it over. <laughs> yeah. He gets to take it oh, over. Oh, he gets to take it over. He That's right. Yeah. He gets right. To do it over. One word. Silent. Silent. I love it. All right. <laughs> what the album by Redman? Same birthday, me and Redman, April oh, 17th. Really? Yes. And K Solo. K Solo, too. Wow. Yes. Okay. All right. Book of Ryan by Royce the Five Nine. Phenomenal. Yeah. 
slept yeah. on. Slept on. And the, we'll give my you some extra, more words here. Yeah, go ahead. My favorite album, I think, was that, eight, 2018? I just love the That's stories sweet. that he was telling from yeah. his parents and um, just the relationship with his dad and how he yeah. was with his son. Like, it, it was a real dope conceptual album, similar to, like, what Sky Zoo did last year for the Father's Day album. Kind of, sort of, similar. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that book Man. of Ryan. Oh. Man, that joint he told about uh, his his brother getting in a fight with his dad. Power, man. Like I'm, yeah, I'm, in, I'm, power, you know, yeah. I'm in the room watching it as he's saying it. It's just so powerful. And cocaine, man, that's yeah, that was everybody's household just about. Oh, uh, tell me about it. Yeah, so good, so good. <laughs> All right, this is a train of thought, reflection eternal. Talib Kweli, DJ High Tech. Mount Vernon, I think they did the blast that video. Oh, Mount really? Vernon. Did that at Mount Vernon? I want to say so. In 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 the projects, they did that. Wow. In front of the, yeah. Did, did the blast is on that album, right? Yep. The blast. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think they did that video in Mount Vernon. Was Talib? Did Talib Kweli have a connection to Mount Vernon? Probably mm-hmm. through Pete Pete Rock. Okay. Yeah, that's a phenomenal yeah. album. All right, here we go. Here's another a '90s classic, "Hard to Earn" by Gangstar. It's a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, their best gonna... work, their best, their, their best album. Yeah, you think you think it's better than uh, Moment of Truth? Oh yeah, that joint was dope. Yeah, mm. I like Moment of Truth too, though. All right, that one go. right there with ninety with um, hard to earn, like Google on Premiere. They just sounded like so in tune to each other. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah. they had worked out the kinks. Yeah. Um, Premier had just mastered the MP and scratches and I don't know, man. I just, I, it probably has the best interlude or the best um, interlude in hip hop. The joint with I chill. I chill, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Nas on it, yeah. yeah and so in dope. the beginning, I didn't stand around a bit. I just said my name, said yeah, what yeah, up, <laughs> right. and go, like, oh, like, that joint so yeah. cold. Right, right, right. But so true. <laughs> you know, and something I love about Gangstar, I feel like very few groups, you know, were able to do this. I feel like they got better and better and better with their first, you know, several releases, you know, yeah. and you can, you, a lot of people argue that this is their best one. I would argue the moment of truth is their best one, but either way, it's like, they just kept getting better and better. And, um, you know, oftentimes that doesn't happen. You come out with like a classic album. Cause that's like your, your first joint. You have a whole life of experiences you put on that and then you you try to reclaim that you know with every album you just miss the mark then they just kept getting better which is phenomenal all right few more here this is one of my favorite albums of all time like water for chocolate by common mm-hmm. yeah once again he told the story jay dilla i think that's dilla. when we like really got introduced to him with the light yeah and yeah. just a this sto- a story he told about asada shakur yeah um, yeah, that joint's dope. dope. All right, here we go. Here's the book. Here's the uh, the re-release by Juggernauts, featuring yours truly on there. Our guest tonight is on this joint. Blessing. Blessing. Yeah. I, I saw that album made from start to finish. Oh really, man? What was that like? Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Like I said, we was in all the big studios. They had a deal, and. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw Breeze always writing his rhymes in the room, and mm-hmm. he always had he had his notebook out. 
I never knew that was going to be a classic. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, just, it's an amazing time. Reese is phenomenal. And it was just a blessing to be around all that. Well, I just hit up, I'll, I'll have to hit you up and talk to Kev about this because I just hit him up asking if we could get all the juggernauts in here and kind of talk about that album and more. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So we're trying to work oh, that yeah. out. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah Cause I think, I think this came out in 96, if I'm not mistaken. I, I mean, I feel like the, like the EP or whatever came out before then, but regardless. It was on vinyl. It was on Fonda. Vinyl, okay. It was on vinyl. Right. And then right they, did a, they did a re-release and I think that was in 96, 97. Right. So either way, it's, it's, it's coming up on 25 years if it's not already, oh, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to stick with the juggernauts. Uh, I assume you've heard this. This is the new one. Hindsight. Yeah. I breathe brewing. Yeah. I didn't want to rhyme no more after I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I feel that, man. <laughs> I heard that album. When did the pandemic hit? Um, when did they declare the pandemic? Like March 13th, 2020? Yeah, I think that's right. I heard it the day after that. Oh, really? wow. You heard it back yeah. then? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I die of COVID, at least I heard this album. <laughs> <laughs> this album is dope. It's amazing, man. I think it's 13 tracks. It's like 13 unique concepts, you know, like a lot of albums, are like, you know, rappers are rapping, like 13 unique concepts on here. It's phenomenal. Okay. We're going to move up a little bit. Uh, again, sticking with the modern era. I got two more. Two more giants in hip hop. Four, uh, four forty four by yeah. Jay Z. Yeah, that album helped me write a beautiful mess. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Um, that when that was two thousand seventeen, right? I think so. That yeah, that's what it says on the thing. Yeah, that's. I was listening to that album when I was in California, going back and forth with parental. But when I heard that album, I was like, Jay's talking about some grown stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and what did you think he was going to talk about? He's a billionaire. Right. But he made like people like us pay attention to generational wealth and little key buzzwords that we don't have always heard, but like right. now Jay Z is talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I said, if I come out with an album, I have to talk about adult stuff. Yeah. So I'm not a billionaire, but I, I can talk about adult stuff for the average person. Right. So I, I use that album as a barometer to help me create a beautiful mess. Yo, that's dope. That's dope. I love that album. All right. Last one. King's Disease by Nas. Yeah, so my top five it used to be Jay and Nas, but after I heard that, I put Nas number one. Mm. <laughs> well, how so? What 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 did this album do for you? Just the collaboration with Hit Boy yeah. and the stories that he was able to tell. But Nas has continued to stay relevant and, and make himself, you know, relevant with that younger producer. Like with Hit Boy. Yeah. And when I heard this album right here, just the idea of King's disease, you know, yeah. it, it was so dope, just the analogy. And um, Jay hasn't had an album since 2017. Right. <laughs> so when I heard King's disease, I said Nas is, is, is number one on my top. Bumped up. Dope, dope, yeah. dope. That's super no, dope. No, no disrespect, Jay, but. <laughs> nah, nah, of course you need, a, you need You need another album, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, is there anything that um, you wanted to make sure people knew um, that are tuning in tonight um, that we did not get to? Uh, no, just In My Silence is currently available on worldwide platforms. It's on vinyl as well. Uh, HHV, Fat Beats. Um, 
Shout out, dropped June 11th. Um, we got two more projects coming out. Um, I got a project with DJ Fred Ones uh, from Gorilla Grooves Radio. Dope, dope. Um, I'll probably be out 2022, just finishing up that. And um, I have the follow-up to A Beautiful Mess. It's called Still oh. a Mess. Still a Mess. Oh, I like that. I yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming out probably January, February 2022. Okay. So we just finished the touches on that. I have my instrumental album coming out. It's called the EP Instrumentals. That's that's my machine of choice, the EPS. Okay, and these are beats uh, you made. You made. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It, 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 it was slated to come out right around December of this year, but with COVID, a lot mm. of the pressing plans was backed up. Yeah. So I was able to push it back and do a little bit more work. But um, you'll probably see that probably spring 2022. Okay, dope, dope. And if you listen to Carter P's music, you will hear a name that's, I think, on your sweatshirt or your shirt right now. Uh, and i mentioned like at the beginning of the show i talked about like you're more than an artist you know teacher but also clothing line like can you uh tell people about that tiny milan yeah Yeah. um, tiny milan is a a character i developed throughout my music but um tiny milan is um fashion um merchandise line i started um shout out to my man Vern volumes from um philadelphia um, he had heard a beautiful mess and all my music. And he was like, yo, who is Tanya Milan? He was like, let me write it for you. It'll look dope on a t-shirt or a sweatshirt. Mm. So he was going back and forth with it. And um, I saw it. I was like, wow, let me get it embroidered. And I started wearing it. It started selling like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so people started, conne- people started connecting the name to the music. Yeah. So, now it's, so now it's like, well, who's Tanya Milan? <laughs> Yeah, we'll find out later, I guess. We'll find out later, yeah. I like it. It's got a very class, classic look to it. You know, it, it's, I think it fits you really well. So yeah. it fits the music, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, well, listen, Carter P, we, uh, this is a hip-hop show. So we, uh, you know, we end the show on some shout-outs. Uh, so I'll go around all the guys to give shout-outs, and then we'll we'll give you the last, the last shout-out so you can say whatever you like to head us on out of here. All right? Uh Let's see. Let's start with Profound. Profound, what you got for us tonight? Yo, shouting out the kids as usual. Amir, Zach here, Rosalina, Ariel, Daima, Elijah, uh, the Boom Bap Chat, my my brothers, Carter P, brother, good to meet you. It's an honor, man. Please continue to do what you're doing on the education level, man. Our community needs it, man. Shout mm-hmm. out to you, bro. And uh, shout out, man, Chicago, man, home, Bolingbrook, home. Shout out to everybody, man. Cool. Thank you, Profound. Ayomas, who you got for us tonight? And shout out my family. You know what I'm saying? My beautiful wife, um, my family in Detroit, and home plate, Chicago, Southside, Inglewood. Um, just, you know, all the stuff that's going on in Chicago right now. I don't know if you heard, Profound, like all them shootings that's popping off, man. Like, yeah. last weekend, it was like mm. 77 shootings, man. So. Man. Chicago, man, we, you know, I I don't know. It's a beautiful city, but, you know, it's just a lot that's going on. A lot of yeah. things that need to be fixed. Starting with education, since this seemed to be the theme tonight. Uh, a lot of the, the educational spaces that black bodies occupy, they need to, you know, they need to change and reform yeah. some stuff. And just shout out to all the educators, man, who are hip hop, you know, people who are in the hip hop culture, Carter, Breeze Bruin, uh, Queen Heroin, um, just, you know, J-Live, Asher Rude, just, just shout out to all the educators, man. Um, 
that's that's hip hop artists that's making a difference with our with our babies, man, because they definitely need it. You know what I mean? And I'm um, just I'll always shout out to my Boom Bap Chat brothers. Always, man. Always love, man. So yeah. Carter, man, I'm so glad you came, man. We got to, I wish, I hope we can stay in tune, man, because you, you, you're a good brother, man. Keep doing what you're doing, <laughs> brother. Thank you so Musically much. Musically and on the education side, for real, man. For real. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Absolute. In the background, Neville, uh, who, who you got for us tonight? Um, I would like to shout out Pharrell, Pharrell, uh, Money on the Mount Vernon, New Rochelle, yeah. Yonkers, the whole like upper part of New York, not quite upstate, but the upper section on the Bronx. Yeah. I yeah. just feel like a lot of the music that came from that section set mm. the tone, changed the standards, set the foundation. And um, in some ways, I don't think those other like unsung areas get the uh, respect that they deserve. So I'm sure you want to shout that out. Thank you for Carter P for coming through and putting a spotlight back on that. And what you do and Breeze, um, Breeze is growing and everything. Just like, you know, just really like continuing the legacy and um, black excellence, <laughs> black power, black love, solidarity. And What's his name? Guys who has an album called Dream Deferred. Mm, Just yep. for like folks who um, I don't want to say lose their way, but like you get sidetracked or you hit a fork in the road, but then you come back around and get back into what you left behind. And I think that's amazing for your story that you picked it back up wow. and ran yeah. with it. You Thank know, you. and they and they say you up on, and they say like in hip hop. You know, the body, the body can go, but the mind stays sharp. You can keep doing it. Sports, sometimes you got to put it down. But hip-hop, you don't have to put it down if you don't want to. It's up to your heart, your mind, and your spirit. So I think that is inspirational to people that are watching and listening right now. And that you can shine in different um, fields as well. You know what I mean? Like you've done something else, and you're coming back and you're shining back. So shout out to that Thank you, thank you, my brother. Well, yes. thank you, thank you. Cool, thank you, Neville. And yo, big shout out, obviously, to Carter P for joining us tonight. Really appreciate you for being here, taking some time uh, to, to share with us. Shout out to uh, my wife and my daughter, who are literally right there, but they're not getting in the camera, they're still awake. Uh, shout out to them, my son who's asleep. Uh, shout out to Master Ace. Master Ace is going to be with us in two weeks. So yeah. we're super excited to talk to Master Ace. We all love Master Ace. So that's going to be uh, super fun. Uh, shout out, obviously, to Neville, Iomas, and Profound. Uh, Boom Bap Chat Brothers, really appreciate y'all. Make sure you tune in. Uh, if you're listening, we have a show, a Boom Bap Chat on Clubhouse on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. So we have a really good time. And this Tuesday, we're going to be talking about the samples that are on Illmatic. So Nas's classic yeah. album, Illmatic. We'll be playing some of those samples, talking about some of those artists and just having a good time celebrating that album in, in kind of a different way. So that'll be a super fun time. So please join us for that. Again, uh, again, Carter P, thank you for your music. Thank you for being who you are. And thank you for um, just just who you are, man. Just really appreciate you. And with that, I'll give you the last shout outs and you can say whatever you want to say. Take it away, my man. Just want to say thank you to the Boom Bap Chat. Thank you for the platform. Um, and my sound is currently available right now, like I said, on all digital platforms. Um, just you, you can check my platform and, and my IG page at Carter P. Um, 
And once again, just it's a blessing to be here. Uh, it's a blessing to still be relevant. And I look forward to more opportunities to talk about hip hop and, and education combined. No Smooth. doubt. No doubt. We'll do it again. Thank you. And on that note, we say peace, peace, peace. Yes, sir. peace. <laughs>